2: Hello everybody, it's uh, Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe, once again with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. We're coming to you after a thorough drubbing of the Golden State Warriors, the Mavericks won 142-94. to Uh, It was one of the most uh, boring historical games I think I'll ever see, and yet I don't think I will ever get tired of watching Luka just carve defenses alive. That was simply outstanding no matter how you know depleted the Warriors team are Josh I'll kick it to you to start us off
1: yeah it's there's not much you can take away from this game really since the Warriors are so bad right now and literally fielding not only are they fielding basically a G League team but they've only got they only had three guys available off the bench they played last night uh, so it's hard to to say the you know say how much of this is going to carry forward But the nice thing is the Mavericks had an opponent that they needed to absolutely wallop and they did it. You know, they didn't play with their food. They didn't get too cute. I mean, they got too cute, but they were already up 45. So it didn't matter. Um, So that was just nice. They just took care of business. And when we talk about how the Mavericks need to get to the playoffs You have to beat bad teams at home and to Mm -hmm. beat them by a margin like this to get your guys some extra rest. These are the kind of things that, you know, having Luca, KP, your starters, no one play, none of your starters play more than 26 minutes. That's huge. And you get to play another. Easy opponent at home on Friday against Cleveland. Like this is how you you pad your schedule with wins, so when you go through the rough stretches, you can kind of recover. And this is how you make the leap to the playoffs. You you take care of these teams that you are superior than. And man, Luca just threw them in the dumpster in the first quarter tonight. I mean, I don't know what else to say about him. Uh, it was yeah, almost, he, yeah, just yeah. I don't know. He was he was brilliant again.
2: It, it was the shooting form when he is balanced. What you know, and and he doesn't always get good balance on those step back shots when he rises straight up. I feel like it's always going in. His shot looks so much cleaner, uh, when he has you know, uh, uh, balanced takes this year, and that's pretty that's been really, really fun to watch. Um, I'm a little surprised that he shot from outside because normally his game has been very uh, inside out this season, and he just really started gunning from distance. It was another one of those games, though, where he, you know, if if you read our recap, the there's some pretty amazing stats with what he did uh, in terms of uh, just efficiency. You're getting it's a little in the weeds, so I'm not going to recite everything back, but su- suffice it to say, if if you he started the third quarter and was, you know, kind of hoping to continue his his hot shooting, he missed like five shots in a row, and yet still finished with just an absolutely, you know, amazingly efficient stat line. It was. Pretty outstanding to watch. Um, you know, people are going to be talking about this for a while. Bill Simmons and Mark Stein basically talked about Simmons or talked about Luka Doncic for forty solid minutes today on the BS Report. If you haven't downloaded that, I recommend you listen. It's it's gonna it's gonna grow into a fervor because he is essentially playing. He, he he keeps doing things that are somehow elevating you know our expectations every game, and and that is just incredible to me. And, you know, over the next several weeks, there's probably going to start to be a little bit of a, don- a don'tish blowback, which, you know, that's just the way things work in the NBA. So I think we really ought to enjoy this right now. Um, I'd like to really pivot to a couple of smaller things before we get on out of here. I really liked how Chris Daps Porzingis played in the second half. Uh, they got him going at the rim a few more times, and... You know, he he looked a lot more confident to finish the game than he started. I mean, he is just missing open looks at a rate that's that's pretty hilarious. When you get into the data with him, he he cannot score off the dribble. It's 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 really you know kind of upsetting. Uh, before the game, on two plus dribbles, he's shooting in the neighborhood of twenty percent. Like that is incredible, and that includes like shots driving at the rim. So the fact that that Luca was able to, you know, find him on some leading passes and he was able to, you know, basically just slam the ball down without ever having to put the ball on the floor is pretty neat. What did you think of his performance?
1: Yeah, I think you could tell that when he catches the ball that there's a moment where you, and you can kind of see the wheels turning in his brain. And it seems like it's he's thinking too much about the move he needs to make or what he needs to do next, which is understandable, you know. Didn't sure. Played had 20-month layoff on a new team on a new team that probably has some actual structure for once compared to what he was playing with, you know, for two and a half seasons. And so it's expected. And, and the thing that I think uh, he is probably wrestling with, I obviously don't know him. I can't get inside his head. And even if you asked him, he probably would give a, you know, a really, uh, you know, nice answer about this. But the thing that I'm, I'm seeing is it feels like he's being torn apart by the way that he kind of got into the NBA and how he played with the Knicks and how he kind of had carte blanche to do whatever he wanted. And, you know, playing with Carmelo Anthony and picking up bad habits and and taking kind of whatever jumpers or shots he wanted to take. So now he's doing that, you know, he's got that part of his game and now he's in Dallas where they want to try to get him some easier shots He's playing with an elite playmaker for the first time. So he doesn't have to create everything on his own. And I think, you know, he's kind of wrestling those two identities right now. And mm-hmm. that's why sometimes it looks a little awkward and a little weird. And that's why, you know, sometimes it looks fantastic. Like when he his through the two three pointers, he made came off really nice action. Um, and I feel like that's kind of the way the Mavericks need to use him. I think that's the way he needs to play. Uh, if you think about it, um, you know, when people talked about Anthony Davis going to the Lakers, you know, a lot of people were saying he's just such an elite finisher. And, you know, does he really need to be a guy that does it all and, and needs to be the you know number one option? You wonder that's why New Orleans might have struggled, among other things, because maybe he's not – a do-it-all kind of guy uh in terms of creating offense and finishing it he might just be a better finisher maybe that's who Kristaps is he just needs to be on the receiving end of these plays instead of you know the Mavericks giving the ball and letting him try to figure it out and you know it looks like his nicks some of his Knicks days and you know I think he'll get the hang you know it's it's still not that not that deep in you know he'll get the hang of it and it's tough, but. Uh, the thing that I like is that he's, you know, I never see him super disengaged. I know we've maybe had some games where we've questioned, you know, maybe defensive effort or rebounding effort, but on the whole, you know, he's. It seems like he's bringing energy just about every night, even as he's working through his offensive uh ups and downs, which is which is nice to see.
2: Yep, yep. That was. I I, I hope that they continue to use him on the move because I think that will also help. You know, just the confidence and and you know. I know there's some concern maybe about the, the knee stability and we're you know, we're always looking at how he's landing and things like that, but he's so confident and scary when he's on the move like that. I just hope I just hope to see more of it. Uh, the other things that I thought were at least worth touching on, um, you know, the Maverick shot 58% from three-point land. That was that was uh, pretty ridiculous. Tim Hardaway Jr. was a mini flamethrower, and he continues to be a plus-minus god, despite how much I don't like watching him play basketball. That is, if you count tonight's game, one, two, three, four. That's the fifth game out of 13 games that he has finished with a plus minus in the double digits, um, which is simply outstanding. I, I He's going to continue to play, despite what I think about him. So, you know, huh, what are you going to do? Um, and then the last thing that I thought was particularly interesting is, you know, uh, Jalen Brunson played a, his third really excellent game in a row. Uh our guy Sam wrote about Brunson's uh Spurs performance, which I recommend everybody you know, go to mavsmoneyball.com and check out. And you know, he had a, a game tonight, 15 points, six of six from the floor, five rebounds, five assists in 23 minutes. I mean, you can't play any better in, in that limited of frame. So I was I was just nice to see. Anything else for you?
1: Uh I am terrified that Seth Curry will never start again for the <laughs> um, I I just like <laughs> Like, doesn't it feel like, you know, Hardaway has this great game, 20 points, makes all four of his threes. They have an amazing first quarter. And, you know, Seth has been kind of inconsistent in terms of how the Mavericks are getting him shots, and he's missed some shots, and he hasn't really looked himself. And you can just see, like, I can imagine, you know, four four or five weeks from now, they're going to be like, oh, this was the turn, you know, this was the point where Tim Hardaway Jr. captured the starting starting lineup and got a stranglehold on it. I'm just, you know, kind of tugging at my collar very nervously. But... But the thing about Hardaway is he, you know, not only has he been a plus-minus machine, but he has been incredible with spot-up possessions. Uh, I, I haven't looked. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but you know, a couple of games ago, he was in like the ninety-seventh percentile in spot-up possession scoring. And really, with him, what's funny was entering the season was that he could not be a good spot-up player, and he couldn't hit open catch and shoot looks, and he could only. He seemed to only hit looks where he was dribbling or, you know, the bad shots. He couldn't hit the the good shots. This season, it's kind of the reverse. He can't hit the bad shots or the pull-up shots, but he can hit. uh, He's been hitting more of his catch-and-shoot looks than the past, you know, three or four years. So if the Mavericks can keep coaxing that out of his game and try to limit the amount of times he's dribbling and just – Limit him to spot-up looks. Uh, he's shooting 40% from three in the corners, which is probably going up after tonight. Uh, maybe there's something there. Maybe it makes maybe he makes more sense as a starter in terms of it's easier to kind of let him just spot up when he's playing next to Luka and Kristaps compared to coming off the bench where he might feel like he has a little more free reign to run and gun, which obviously doesn't work out too well for him. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I want to slap myself. I'm like trying to talk myself into this, but you know, cause I obviously want Seth to start cause I think he's, his set brings the most there, but you know, they might as well squeeze as much juice as they can from this, you know, just do, you know, enjoy it while it lasts and try to keep it going, I guess.
2: Yep. Yep. Well, before we get out of here, I want to make one more, uh, statement because I, I was just in awe of certain aspects of his game tonight. He was stepping into harder looks, which was really cracking me up. Usually he will use that step back just to get into his own rhythm. He had a couple catches where he had clean looks because the defender just wasn't near enough. He pump faked into nothingness and then stepped back for a further shot. That sort of stuff just kills me whenever he's absolutely feeling it. It's so funny. Uh, you know, these are the sort of games where he's he was five of 13 on Monday and six of 10 tonight. So when you go 11, uh, is that real? 11 of 23, that's going to help your averages. <laughs> when, and, and so we've been wondering when Luca was going to get above, you know, the, the like 30% for the year if, when he has volume games like this. I think this is just going to be the kind of shooter that he is, uh, you know, at least for, for this year. So If he manages to stabilize like anywhere near 35%, I'm going to be ecstatic because the Mavericks are just – hes I mean, he's already unguardable, but at this point, I'm wondering, you know, what is the ceiling this year? Uh, I talked a a little bit about it on Twitter. I'm not sure if MVP race is really all that realistic uh, just because there's, you know, LeBron James, James Harden, Giannis. There's a little bit of a narrative aspect involved. I think he'll be discussed. I'm much more interested to see what all NBA team Luka might be in, in competition for. And the all NBA team, you know, triggered things with, you know, contracts and stuff down the line, which obviously I don't want to talk about right now. But it's just it's super interesting because he is simply doing stuff that that I've run out of context for. So it's I I can't I I watch and read every, you know, uh, bit of Luka content that's out there. There's just I haven't felt this way about basketball uh, probably since the 2000 and. I mean, maybe 2006, 2007 season. Like it was, it, it, even in the championship year, I just wasn't able to watch as much as I wanted to. But this is like, this is crazy. This is, I, I just, I, I've run out of words, even though I keep babbling. Uh,
1: no, I know, I wait, I'm waiting for him to kind of slip up. but It's slip up. Or, <laughs> you know, you're right. just waiting for the balloon to pop like a little bit. And what's so funny was before the season, I predicted, you know, I did my bold predictions and I was like, Chris and Luca are going to be, you know, uh, 25 points per game teammates and join that kind of club. And the funny part was when I made that prediction, I was more hesitant on the Luca side of it than the side. And it wasn't a knock against Luca. Cause I, I think I wrote, a, he's probably going to be more efficient this year, but you know, he might not get up enough shots, Right, <laughs> it was like the stupidest thing in the world to write. Cause I just thought they would kind of maybe feed KP more in the pick and roll than they have. Uh, but he's just, yeah, it's remarkable. When you talk about the all NBA, I mean, sec, he's second team right now. Yeah. I would, I would think. And then it we, just depends on
2: where they slot him because at, we all know he's a point guard, but right. I think the NBA will continue to refer to him as a forward.
1: Right. I almost wonder if he's, cause you know, the forward spots, if especially since the Lakers are going to have a great year, it's going to be Giannis and it's going to be LeBron, mm-hmm. uh, So you wonder if he could sneak in as a guard, depending on how they list him. They might list him as a guard or forward. You you never know. But and then like first team All NBA twenty. Like what are we talking about right now? Like this is this is nuts. I just um, I mean I don't. (laughs) He just keeps getting better every game somehow. And like I, I he just has such a command of the offense and the way he passes people open is just remarkable and. Um when it's working, it just looks beautiful. And when it's not, you know, we get mad because the Mavericks don't have maybe have as many role players as we want that can that can help pick him up when he's maybe not feeling it as much as he, he is like games like tonight or against the Spurs, but but man, it's fun. I don't I don't know like I'm with you. I don't know what else to say. Like Luca, like I wanna almost write something about Luca and just have it be two words and just say Luca good and then
2: you know, hit <laughs> like, I don't know, man awesome yep yep all right guys this has been another episode of uh Mavs Moneyball After Dark as always tell the people tell your friends my uh my son seems to really like the podcast mainly because he can hear me uh whenever I'm not around and he demands that we talk about football but uh, maybe not not quite yet um and as always you know check back in uh later in the week I know Coop has a pod going up at some point Josh and I are, prob- are looking for different people to talk to. But, uh, you know, once the season gets going, it's a little bit uh, more challenging to schedule guests. But we're going to keep doing these because they're a lot of fun. And we will uh, see you out there. Everybody have a good day.